This is the realest podcast you'd ever listen to. Of course, I'm a Christian all the way. You're listening to a chat with Deb, the podcast where real talk happens. <laughs> all right, so I came across something on the internet. And it's this it's a question what would you do if you won a lottery? Ah. I had a first thing I asked myself, what is the lottery for? I know that lotteries, um, first of all, just hold on, let me find out. Because hmm, I'm not really much of, I just used to hear lotteries, but I know, say, it has something to do with traveling. I don't know. Or maybe you won a lottery and the lottery is for the sum of, let me assume the lottery is for its sum of um, 100 million. What would you do <laughs> with it? What will 100 million do for me? Nothing, actually. Because I want to own a country. Yeah. Is it bad? It's good to have goals. Now, it's not good to have goals. I want to own a country. If I own a country, is it a bad thing? The people that are buying up countries, that are owning all the resources in countries, I don't know the owners of countries. Because we are living, no, we are all in debt. Nigeria, Nigerians, even our future, our children, they've been mortgaged. They are in debt already. They have not come into the world, though. They are already in debt. So when they are coming, they are coming to come and clear off the debts that some people have stayed and owed. And they call themselves rich men. They call themselves wealthy men. They have money. Money. <laughs> It's like they say, where will all these men used to go pick money from or fetch money from? Let them tell us because I'm not understanding at all. Sincerely speaking, I am not understanding. If I win a lottery, it's very possible, but I don't think right now, eh, with the way the country is, <laughs> with the way the country is, if I win money, I'm Japan. I'm Japan. <laughs> yeah, but I'm all for I'm all for purpose. I'm all for doing things the God way because last last, even after chasing all the wealth, chasing all the money, chasing all the things that you wanna chase, you're gonna die. Yeah. It's just for a short period of time. I keep telling people life is just a vapor. Life is a vapor. One minute you're here, next minute, six feet. Under the ground. Yeah, so um, I think what's most paramount for me is actualizing purpose. And the thing is, if you give me money right now, like so much money, and I have no plan, and I have no goal, I would misuse it. Yeah, I would. Because right now, except it's something within my plan i have a plan of course i'm not going to share that with you don't expect me to come and be talking yeah share what i go with you i'll be shallying <laughs> no 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 <laughs> don't mind me but um i think i actually put it into my goals if i win like what would be relevant to me right now is one billion dollars let that be the lottery then i'll pray to win it 
But anything beneath that, I'm sorry. I don't want. <laughs> Whoever reject money, even the people that have money, do not. They keep looking for money. Else, Dangote would have stopped business. He would have been out of business. That's, that's the thing. Man's needs are insatiable. You cannot, you cannot just get tired. The more you get, the more you want. Ask our politicians. They know. That is why they always want, they want to remain inside our seat. They want to live and breathe and die inside that place. They don't want another person to enter because once we enter, to come out will be a problem. Greed. Greed. They are greedy. See, the thing is, I'm not trying to blast or trying to make more care of anybody. But you have just maximum, even people that get up to 100 years, 100 years, some of them pray for death. Not because they're not happy seeing everything, but because they've lived the life that they want to live. And they are tired. This world is like a cycle. Things go out of fashion, they come back, they go, they come out, they go out of fashion, they come back. So it's just like a spirit. So why do you want to kill yourself? You want to deprive other people of their livelihood. Because I, I see this government, I see I'm not, I'm not whatever. I see this government as a government that deprives people of basic resources. Basic resources. I know what made me realize that it was an NSAS protest to the point that people died. I think that's a topic for another day. I'll just let it slide. People died. The public, the masses were running after palaces because they didn't have food to eat. Instead of declaring Declare maybe like a national day to feed people or declare a hunger emergency in your country, you went about like nothing happened. Many guys are, to be very honest, our government, oh God. I'm not one to backlash anybody in authority. I'm not one to say such. In fact, I don't even want, but the thing is, there are things that, there are basic things that are necessary. There are basic things that are necessary for human survival and survival of your citizens. If every citizen dies, who are you going to rule? If every citizen dies in this country as a result of hunger, as a result of lack of basic health care, who on a go rule? Who would you guys rule? It's quite painful and annoying that we have the resources to take care of people. At least the basic things, give them food to eat. A person who is hungry will not run out, who is not hungry, will not run after food the way people were running after palliatives that were hidden in warehouses. Now, this is not hyping those that went after, that went and took the palliatives meant for other, meant for other people. But first of all, even the government officials, they hoard resources. You hoard resources. Forget that it's palliative. You hoard our money. You do. I be don't you. You hoard our funds. 
hold our funds. You take it and you stop for only God knows what. Maybe for generations to come, your generation to come. May God have mercy upon you. God is giving people a long group. These are politicians. God is giving people a long group. I better repent. Better repent. People are so people are crying. People are in penury. And it is expected that you as a person in government, you should have sympathy on the people. You should have sympathy on the people, on the masses, people you're ruling. It was so, it was, it was a pitiable sight to behold. Seeing how people were running, running just because they wanted food. Just because they wanted the meal for the next day. We're seeing our people that can afford it, they're relocating to other countries. It's not like they have um, better, they ha of course they have better facilities. It's not like they have two heads. It's not like their government is more educated. Maybe they are, or maybe they have better knowledge. But the thing is, it's as though our hearts is now turned into, I don't maybe like a rock, that even when people cry, even when the public and the masses cry, the government does not hear. I have a special episode for the government officials. And we'll talk about it because it's actually getting out of hand. And I'm asking myself, when are we going to leave this state? When are we going to leave this point of deprivation? The problem now is, it's now as though we're used to a suffering mentality. And even when... We're, not, we're, we're suffering and we're smiling. Yeah, I understand the fact that you can't come and kill yourself. I get that. I get that. That's like the phrase. I want to with Nigeria is Nigerians, they're, they're, they're happy people. One minute something is not going on well. The next minute they're looking for something to make them happy. They're looking for something to make them happy. The next minute, I can't come and kill myself because the government is not trying. But the thing is, that's the mentality of a person that has understood suffering and is now used to it. It's not like a lifestyle. But that's not what is intended. That's not how we should be. See, the government can do better. We also can do better if we want to. That's the thing. If we want to, things can become better. But the problem now is, I think we have a government who is intimidated by the fact that if things are put well, they would not benefit. If the system is put right, they would not benefit. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. But because they're used to a certain lifestyle, they now feel like coming down from that lifestyle or having to leave something else or having to leave where they are, then, I don't know. I think it may, maybe it's pride. There's this class in the society. There's this, there's this, if I don't maintain a particular status quo, a particular lifestyle, I will not be accepted by my circle. That's rubbish. That is, that is a lie. Because if you do things right, if the system is put in place, then everybody would benefit. Things would become better. Or it seems as though people enjoy it when people suffer. People enjoy it. Or maybe the government enjoys it when the people are suffering. It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense. 
it doesn't make sense at all. But first of all, Sefe, <laughs> do you think this lottery thing still works in Nigeria? I don't think it does. I don't know. I'm not into lottery. I haven't even, I've never tried to, to be a part at any point. So I, I don't know how it works. I just came across it and I, I saw some other things as well. So that was why I'm like, okay, let's talk about it because it seems like a lot of people are interested in it, especially considering the situation in the country. Anyone would be willing to take advantage of it to go to a better place. And there's nothing wrong in looking for a better lifestyle. In fact, if you, I'd always tell people, if you get the opportunity to improve your life, go for it. If you get an opportunity to leave the country, my name, Jackma. Be going. Pack your bags and be going. <laughs> Something happened. I think I saw it was, you know how people post things on Twitter and oh, and somebody posted that uh, that a friend of his um, is relocating to Canada in about a week or so. That the guy is so unbothered. I mean, he's so, so unbothered. No light. It's none of his business. No water. None of his business. <laughs> no uh, anything happening, it doesn't even concern him. I think that's because he knows he's actually living. You know, when you see an opportunity to better your life, take it. Don't think that. Because if you want to start thinking about this country, it's going to change someday. I believe so. But it would only happen when we're able to give, it would take a lot. Let's be very honest. It would take a lot. And that's because, first of all, we have a set of people whose minds have refused to be transformed. That's where I would say the problem is. Let's take, for instance, you, the youths we're pushing, answers, 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 majority of the youths, answers because we've been victims of, of SARS brutality. We've been victims of police brutality. I, for one, I have been. And I never even knew. Let me, I, I think at some point I'll talk about my experience with this police um, official. I never even knew that somehow, somehow, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I have never been in problem. I've never been in any issue with the police force other than stop and check and all. But I never knew that there was this deep-seated fear that I had about the police force for reasons I may not even know. But it took the answers brutality for me to realize that that fear was there because I had seen how they had brutalized people, how they had maltreated people, how they had held people down for no reason, how they've taken people into custody for no reason, how they've taken people's monies. I've witnessed a lot of things. I've heard stories. I've had communications and conversation with, conversations with people that um, these things have happened to. I was even at a place where they took something from somebody and they used it on themselves and still took money from the person and let him go. 
visas officials. No jokes. Now, I didn't even know. So at, at, um, at a point, one of the days during the NSAS protest, I was driving. And I got to a police checkpoint. That was when I realized that it was as though something had left, something had left me, and I did not even know. I drove past, and the feeling I used to have seeing them was no more there. I was now, you know, there's this thing about intimidation, even when you're not wrong. And that's how they thrive. That's how these officials, that's how these people thrive. That's the thing. Intimidation. I don't even know that you're being intimidated. And that's exactly what's happening to a lot of us. A lot of us are intimidated by people that are in government. We're intimidated by the government, not because we don't have respect for the government. Intimidation brings fear, deep-seated fear, that we do not even know exists. Deep-seated fear that we do not even know we're carrying. I'm telling you, I drove past and I was like, I now knew that I could have a conversation, a civil conversation with any police guy and realize that they could hear me. But on a normal day, you can't have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a police officer without them thinking that something, something as in, they tell you, bring out your phone, bring out this. I always have my papers complete, have everything. So when I'm driving, of course, you can't find nothing. But you know when somebody's doing their job and you just like to have a conversation, hey, how are you doing, how are you, and all that. I know I've met some, like two or three um, police officers at, that has actually been really cool but these other ones, you know, maybe because they carry their weapons and all that, it's just intimidation. They thrive on intimidation, and it's actually not good for our psychic. Psych the, the thing is, many Nigerians are going through psychological problems, and they have no idea. Because they're constantly living in fear. You close your house today, your lying, you're sleeping, you're sleeping, praying and asking God, Lord, please, may I be safe? Because even when armed robbers come in to attack you, you are not sure anybody will come and save you. Because even if you shout, your neighbors will not come out. Nobody will come out. Even if you say, okay, let me try to see if I can call the police, they would not respond. On you. Or even if they respond, they respond like seven hours later. We need systems to be working. We need things to be working. We need things to be functional. We would get there. We just have to brace up ourselves. We would get there. It can happen. It can happen. I was talking about the fact that it would take a lot to make it happen because that's the truth. I made a reference to the NSAS protest, how, some, how youths were talking about ending SARS because of brutality and intimidation. And from nowhere, there was a set of youths opposing what these youths were doing. And I thought to myself, and the funny thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is, these people, 
these were people that no one knew. No one knew these youths. They were few, and we saw a band of police officers give them audience. We saw news houses that have not for one day attended or covered the protests that had majority of the youths. We saw them present where the opposing youths were. And I'm asking myself, when did it get this bad? When did it get this bad? Of course, amongst the two of them must be a Judas. They had the right to do whatever it is they did. They had the right to come out. But I'm saying the attention they received, even the NSAS protesters did not receive as much audience like they did. These are questions that should be asked. These are questions that should be asked. Things will get better. We know that there are better ways things can be done. Through conversations, we understand that. But as much as it lies within our power, we should at all times speak out. We should say things the right way. We should make our, our voices be heard. Nigeria is our own. It's just like saying you want to bring down your apartment, your house, because a part of the roof is leaking. When there's an easier solution to that, we can make it work. Unemployment is increasing. People are leaving. Things are, systems are collapsing. Things are shutting down. And we're here. We're watching. We're seeing what's happening. Man, it will get better. I'm very sure of that. It will get better. But of course, if you win a lottery to leave the country, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, wherever you are, no matter where you go, <laughs> don't forget your home. <laughs> Remember you have a home. Remember you have a home. That place also can be a home, but please, if you have the opportunity, do whatever it is you can to make life better, to make things work out fine. You know, in the course of that, of the entire conversation, something just dropped in my heart. You know, I said before that the government can do better. We also can do better if we want. Not just putting the burden on the government. How about your office, civil servants? We're shouting government, 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 government. But even civil servants really put in their best. They come to work and it's makeup. I've worked with those in the civil service before. And at some point I started, I said, God, please, just help me. Because I don't know what I'm going to do in this place. There's just this force of if you cannot be there, you have to just join them. You know, it can be very, very, man, it can be somehow, sincerely speaking, it can be somehow. How people don't put in their best because it's government work. They look at it as government work. But in private, in the private sector, they can't do that. I was coming from the private sector into the government sector and to work as a consultant 
for something and I saw a lot of things and I realized that what I like, the private is different from the government, but we have majority of the labor in government. But the thing is, we keep complaining. We keep complaining. We are the ones that would make it work. We have to be transformed in our mind. We have to have a new line of thought. We need a total mind change. Anybody, the, the, the thing is, anybody going into government knows that they're going into government to go and eat money. And we share the national cake, we'll eat it. When it's your turn, do the same. That's the mindset a lot of people go into government with. That is why they don't succeed. That is why the government, the, 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 the country has remained the way it is. But when we go with a different mindset, a changed mentality that we're going to go there to make things work for people, we're going to represent people, we're going to help people. I don't see any reason why everybody would be jittering to win a lottery. Why anyone would be jittering to leave the country. Have you asked yourself a question? I'm not saying the systems in America works perfectly. I'm not saying the systems, all the systems in Canada works perfectly because there's no perfect situation. That's the truth. There's never a perfect system. There's never a perfect system. But what is expected is that you can make, you can reduce the disadvantages in that system. And that's what these countries, these developed countries have tried to do. And I'm saying that's what we should do. Let's see, uh, let's try as much as possible to reduce the disadvantages. So when we're talking about logic, people ask, why, why would I want to leave my country to go somewhere else? When I know that I can get what I want to get here without having to sweat so much. I know that the mind is you have to overwork, 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 overwork so you can have something. But I don't think you have to overwork, overwork, overwork before you have food to eat. But that's the way the situation is in the country. You have someone who is a graduate, came out with a first class, no job, no job, no good, no good job, no job in fact. Let me not even say no good job. Good job is a luxury, no job. And you see the person carrying blocks. Of course, that's a person that has decided that anyhow, anyhow, must survive. And that's good. And that's the mind that we have as Nigerians. We're used to, it has to be, we have to labor so much. I'm not saying you shouldn't labor, but there are some labor that are not necessary. There are some labor that are not, that are not good, they are not pleasant. So please, as much as it lies within your power, wherever you find yourself, you might not be in government, government, when I talk about government, you know what I mean, you might not be a politician, but you can be in civil service, make it work. I know how my dad would come back when he was talking about when he was done, when, when he had retired, and he had to process his retirement and all them things that he do in civil service. How he'd go into an office and he would tell them, okay, I came to do this, you're meant to print. Say, no, God, we don't have money to print. You have to give us money to print. You have to give us money to buy pen. Pen. I'm talking about pen. Organo ink for printer. Now you go buy the ink for the printer. And I'm like, these things are meant to be provided. You have impressed. What's happening to it? As much as it lies within your power, let's make it work. 
You can just be, you can be the clerk in the office. You can make it work. Do it to the best of your ability. You might be the one servicing the elevator. Make it work. Systems should not shut down. As much as it lies within your power, I'll keep saying it. Make it work. And we'll have a better country. We'll have a better lifestyle. When things are improved, everybody benefits. When things are improved, everyone benefits. Everyone is happy. We can make it work. That's the value of community. That's the value of togetherness. When, we, when you bring your strength, I bring my strength. It works. It becomes easier. It becomes better. So, I know we kind of deviated a bit, but I felt like it was actually very, very necessary that we talk about these things. And, um, of course, with time, we'll throw more light. I'll talk more. We'll talk more. Don't fail to send an email to a chat with Deb at gmail.com. And also share. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, AudioMax, SoundCloud. Whatever digital platform that you can listen. <laughs> and also don't fail to check out the show on A Chat with Deb on YouTube. And um, subscribe, like, share. Catch you on the next episode. Have a lovely week. Bye for now. It's a girl and your host, Deb Peterside.